So, the place where, like, admittedly, I still fall short as a consciousness is in the fact that I'm fully aware that I want everyone to win because their wins are my wins, regardless of whether I get the credit for those wins or not, right? I'm fully aware of this. But where I fall short as a consciousness is that there's still a part of me that goes... Yes, I'm happy for you, but why don't I have that? Mm. Right? But a fully evolved conscious version of myself would say, damn, it's cool the way I got that and feel the pride that I got that through that person. Because the same way I always say that you don't have to wait to personally come across something in your life to learn about it ahead of time, right? You don't have to experience... You don't have to have an experience to learn the lesson. I can learn the lesson from you. Right? I can watch you go through a hard time. Watch how you deal with that hard time. Watch how you persevere through that hard time. And automatically learn the lesson. And then not have to go through that hard time myself. Or, conversely, if that hard time falls upon my shoulders as well. I have a blueprint from which to draw experience... Therefore, making my own experience easier, right? Because I learned it through you. So, similarly to that, I should take other people's wins as my own win, right? Because I don't have to buy the thing to enjoy it. Exactly. Yes. I don't. Exactly. Because I don't have to own the win. Yes. When someone wins, like, and you actually genuinely feel excited for them, they're also feeling that excitement. So, yeah, like, we should have this moment together to amplify your moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also what I mean by, like, I want to feel celebrated. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean, right? So, like, I feel like 99.9% .9 of the time what I get met with is apathy, mm. right? And it's like, bro, I don't do that to people. If you tell me that you're hype about something, I'm going to hype that thing up with you. Right? That's the you, fun. You know, you've been with me in a bar room setting, right? <laughs> when everybody's drunk and having a crazy time. And there's that one dude that everybody's laughing at because he dances like a maniac. Right? Yeah. And that's the first person I go in and put my arms around. And I set the tone with that guy now. Right? And then that guy is cool with everybody for the rest of the night because he wasn't ignored. He wasn't shunned. I brought him into the experience. Yeah, because you know that it's the collective energy that makes it fun. Can you tell me if that needs anything? I'm looking for the cumin and I can't find it. Um, okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going to use this for anything. It's... We're just having a good conversational flow while cooking, so hopefully uh, this is like m more ASMR than distracting. Actually, I had it here the whole time. <laughs> My um, yeah, and you know what? This is where we have a lot of our conversations, like cooking yeah. or yeah. laying Hon in bed. I will honestly say that the best stuff is never going to make it to the show. It's never going to make it to the show because... 
it's spontaneous, right? And I'm not the I'm not the stop and record guy. Yeah, it's like I I just want to go. I just want to go. Right when I'm in the that's really good. Good. Okay. Um, I when we start a conversation, like I will chase you around the house. Yeah, exactly. We're both like can't really sit still people that way. Oh, saved it. Um, (laughs) Damn it, you missed it. That was so cool. Okay. Did you check if you were Spider-Man? I'm certain I'm not. Um, But thank you. Yeah, this is what happens. We just kind of walk around in circles. It's a very New York thing. Like, one of our first dates was... (laughs) Walking all the way to South Street Seaport. (laughs) Yeah. From where? Times Square? No. That was, was my birthday. That was that, that was yeah. my birthday. This is when I was working at Met. This was my birthday. This was the the bad movie day. Was it that? Yes, same? exactly. It was that movie with um. This was the longest day in history. So, Lindsay Lohan. Sure. I don't know where we started. Sorry, can you need to hold this because I'm about to chop stuff. Sure. Uh, I don't know where we started the day, but I know that we wound up in. On 14th Street at one point in Union Square, yep. right? We got rained on. Yep. Then I had to sit in a movie theater where it was freezing cold. And the worst thing yet is that I didn't get to see the movie I wanted to see <laughs> on my birthday. And I had to watch that terrible Lindsay Lohan movie where... It's not good. Where she like... She gets her leg cut off, if I remember. Part. That's a part of the and movie. And she's a, she's a stripper. Out, uh, she's like on a stripper pole at one point of the movie. I can't remember this movie to save my life. But I remember that the leg reveal was supposed to be like a big shocking thing. And the whole audience laughed. And I, I don't even remember the name of the movie. I think it was I Know Who Killed Me or some shit like that. Yeah, that is it. See, you spoiled it. Because oh. now they know what movie is for. Don't check it out. Um, <laughs> I remember I was wearing that damn black and white polka dot vintage dress. And we walked the entire city in it. And my feet were killing yeah. me. What were I thinking? And just, and just so you guys are aware, before anybody starts to get any ideas, she planned this date. Planned is not the word I would use. Um, I'm very indecisive and it's hard for me to... <laughs> Just just so that we're... Because I don't want to hear... Guys are always unprepared. No, this was her plan. You know what? Also, this is before I really learned how to take the train like that. That's true. That's because true. I really didn't grow up near the trains. There grew up near more buses. So, the subway... like, what, Didn't we take the express bus? Yeah, maybe. See? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe. Well, anyway. You know, 16, you know 15, 16 years back is a long way to look. Oh, we talk a lot while we walk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of just walk around the house and the garden and stuff, like, and talk. But when we're recording, yeah. it's like, we must sit down here and not move. And it makes it, I don't know. Our conversation, we play tag in our conversations a lot because my my lovely wife likes to drop a bomb on you and then, like, leave. <laughs> And in an attempt to like, like I just wanted to, I just wanted to say it, 
not I wanted to have a discussion about it kind of a thing. Am I the only one who ever, ever feels this way? And and then she darts out the room, right? But she doesn't realize that I'm a big cat and that activates my prey drive. So then I start chasing her through the house because I have to make my point. If not, my ADHD is going to explode. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So our house is like the Serengeti sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, we were talking about before this, the energy of winning. Yes. Right? Because and defining what winning means to you personally. Because yeah. um, as you know, I was watching a TikTok. And you? me? No. What is that? So I was watching a TikTok. <laughs> And uh, there was someone talking about how they quit their bachelor's degree to become a virtual assistant and, like, really took off career-wise. And it reminded me of all the people that I know who are, like, having big wins right now, like, in all kinds of areas. Career stuff, creative stuff, like, life stuff, you know, acquiring things and property and whatever, living their best life, right? Yeah. And so many of like my comic book industry compatriots are doing big things, right? A bunch of my friends have gotten work with Marvel now and a lot of Cuber school students are doing big things, have their own series out there. Um Yeah, and so we were talking about why Yes, maybe. Our daughter wants to interject her point. She has things to say. Well, the point being, like, for a long time I thought, oh, I have to pursue all these things that I think I can pursue for the sake of winning. But really, it's it's that I like to be around the feeling of winning. Because when someone describes their feelings after they win... You get charged up. It's like you're in the proximity of the winning energy. Of the yeah. Feeling. And your wins are my wins. Right? Because if we if we uh, subscribe to the idea that we're a single consciousness mm-hmm. fractalized, mm-hmm. right? And broken down into all these billions and billions of pieces. Your wins are really my wins. Because you are me and I am you. Yes, exactly. And this is what we were talking about earlier with the uh, not generational trauma. How did you word it? Oh, um, it's um, Gen- that ge- that generational trauma should really be redefined as genetic trauma. Mm-hmm. That there that a lot of the aspects of trauma that we consider traumatic are recorded genetically. Um, and you know, epigenetics proves this, right? Uh, I just saw a really interesting video on this experiment that people have done with fleas, um, where they build a flea colony in a jar with a lid, right? And after a set amount of period, a set period of time, they remove the lid and the fleas will never leave the jar. Really? Because they're so used to the ceiling being in place that they don't even bother to try to escape. And it goes so far that the next generation of fleas that is born in that jar 
will have the genetic knowledge that they should not there is a barrier and we cannot get past it so don't even try that is so interesting yeah but um yeah yeah exactly that but so we spend so much of our time like as people who are self-aware and cognizant of healing right a lot of our time in the space of growing can feel like harping on trauma yeah right like a lot especially in the beginning when you're seeing all your patterns and you're like well why do i do that oh trauma and then you know why did i react this way oh trauma why don't i like to wear white oh trauma like (laughs) everything yeah you know i just found out recently that the reason my eyes don't function at a hundred percent is directly is directly a response to a traumatic in, uh, traumatic incident that occurred, and apparently I soothed myself in a particular way, and that jacked up my eyes. It's it's insane. It's so interesting. But I mean, so since a lot of us are in this space of being like, you know, I'm ready to heal. I'm ready to become myself again. If we can have a genetic link to trauma that influences our decisions, that means that we also have the pos- uh, the genetic markers? Mm-hmm. Or the epigenetic markers, I guess. Yeah, to also feel the most healed, the most joy, the most love that, let's say, your future generations have already or, or, or are currently living in, right? And also, I I feel compelled to say, on behalf of anyone who has any trauma, any unhealed trauma, unaddressed trauma, any trauma that you will never get the apology you deserve over, any trauma that you literally cannot unlink from the person who caused it, right? Anybody who goes through that, thank you. For being the one that went through it on behalf of all of us. We owe you that. Yeah. We owe you that. You were brave enough to feel something so wretched on behalf of the collective. Right? And we're all better for it. That's the that's the reason why we've been catapulted in, in terms of emotional intelligence. In terms of... Um, the way we associate as beings, uh, a lot of our what, what at one point would have been considered metaphysics is being proven to be part of physics, physics, right? Yeah. Like literal building blocks of the universe. We've been jettisoned forward hundreds of thousands of years because of the pain that individuals were willing to go through mm. and are still here, right? Because... Ultimately, that trauma can be enough to make it so that you don't see tomorrow. But you're still here, and I'm grateful for you. I love that. It's so true, right? And now that we have this knowledge of fractality, I guess, is that the right word? Or the fractal nature of things. Fractalization. Right? Because of our knowledge of that, we now have the awareness that every single iteration of our genetic makeup exists within us already. Right. right? So there is a version of us that is just purely experiencing wins and joy because they have released all of the things, the barriers that they have had to put up for themselves in an attempt to survive. Yeah. 
they've put them all down. And, and we see it peeking through because everyone is winning. So many people are winning and like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm really happy about that. I'm just feeling joy about it. Absolutely. And like, and what the, the point that I was making at the beginning of the recording, since you guys came in basically mid conversation is that I want to be a more evolved consciousness. Mm. I want to reach a point of consciousness where in the moment of someone else experiencing a win, I not only feel good for them, but I feel good for me Mm. because they didn't just win for themselves. They won for us, right? They won for all of humanity because for somebody, that goal is impossible, Mm-hmm. Not because not not on some like schoolhouse rock you can be whatever you want to be kind of a way. I mean literally impossible, right? Because there are conditions by which even if you do everything right, you still lose. Those conditions exist, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying those are anyone's conditions, but I am aware that by the property of infinity that anything I can imagine must be true Mm -hmm. in some parallel dimension. But conversely, that also means that in some parallel dimension, there is a me who got everything I wanted the way I wanted it, is living the perfect version of my life. And just by sitting and imagining what we think what we call imagining, I can watch that like a movie. And because I don't have to wait to have an experience myself to feel that feeling, I can call that to me. And while I may not be able to dictate the direction of fate, I can nudge it to the left or the right. And that's the whole purpose of vibration. It's like a homing beacon. Yeah. I love the way your voice sounds right now. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I don't know. You know how we were talking about the kind of um, holding back of the voice and finding the true voice when we did the exercises yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It just felt like you were really in your voice, you know? Honestly, I don't even know what my voice really sounds like. Because I started doing... What happened? I feel like that's just sometimes. Well, first of all, <laughs> there's the fact that I can do this. Right? And so this changes my idea of what my voice is. Because it's not just my voice that exists in here, right? Even if even if your argument is that your voice is wherever you are when you're at rest, yeah. right? Even if that's the argument that you want to make. Just the fact that I can manipulate my instrument in a way to make other weird sounds come out of my face. Those are my voice too. All right. Love you. Bye. Whoa, whoa. Oh. You didn't want me to stop? Oh, I did want you to stop, but I... Oh, we're gonna like wrap it up or something. All right, we're gonna have we're gonna have dinner now. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this uh, little short chat. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe this is not like a like a podcast, but maybe we put it out anyway because I like these ideas 
And I want you guys to talk to me about these ideas. Yeah, and I don't know if we'd be able to recreate them in our regular setup. So, right. with that being said, If you Hadouken, guys like this stuff, these little short ones, and, and impromptu, like cooking, whatever, uh, let me know. And also, shout out to Dave Batista. <gasps> the, the animal. Give him what he wants. And, mm, I love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.